There's so many things here and in my house that people are always saying, where'd you get that? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, I gotta get it. Do you have things like that? Like you just sure. Because Nicolette. so many people give yeah. you shit? I, I was gonna say, I get one of these paintings and put it up here for you. So he funny. When you're Boy. young and you're not successful, no one gives you anything. And then when you don't need anything, it's exactly what Ozzy says. He says, why do people send us stuff? I can fucking buy it myself. Because they want to curry favor, because they want to know you, because they want to be your friend. Which I'm not complaining about. It's nice. You know, mm -hmm. I remember in my life times when I had no friends, like when I was first at college. Like, no, not just no girlfriends. No friends, period. I had old friends from high school if yeah. I went back home, yeah. but that was, I was at college. <laughs> I mean, you know, like I was, it was freshman year, you know, like. Yeah. And so, so to have like so many friends that you collect over a lifetime and people who just want to be your friends, it's like, yeah, I don't take it for granted because like I remember those college days. It was like Eight. I went to Cornell. It was cold. There was like a five to one ratio of men to women, and and lonely and lonely and like very uh, competitive, cold competitive. It just high suicide rate. It just was not a fun <laughs> college, but I learned a lot. I'll say that. Mm -hmm. You know, did you go to college? No, I was working from 15. You didn't miss anything? No. I mean, when I, I, I won't say that, that I, I'm so glad I went to college, but when I went to college, college was not yet, um, had, did, had not yet become the insane places they are now. I mean, elite American colleges, I know people think, oh, Bill, you've taken the red pill or whatever. No, I've looked at this pretty carefully. What goes on in colleges is insanity. That's it where is all, insanity. That's where all the super nutty woke shit emanates Has, from. Of course it yeah. does. Of course it does. They come up Marxist or whatever, and yes. it's, it's insane. No, literally Marxist. No, they do. Yeah, of course no, I know. they do. Because I always hating say, America. Yeah. And I've never been a rah-rah. I make fun of all that shit with the flyovers and the getting a boner when you see the flag. It's like I give a fuck about the flag and all that shit. But I, I have perspective about America, which they do not. But no, no, and it's it's I don't know. I I think that colleges are very dangerous places right now. What is? They're very dangerous places right now. Colleges? Yeah. Yes. They That's are. why I said you didn't miss a thing, <laughs> because no. When I went, I mean, I mean, here's a, like a major difference. When I went, I was allowed to learn like. Western civilization, I think, was the course. You know, mm -hmm. in other words, or European history. Well, <laughs> you're not supposed to do that anymore because white people are toxic and terrible, and so we don't... We don't count. Well, no, we can't, but, I mean, they can't help counting because, like, a lot of the things that we are enjoying, I mean, white people were the first to combine avocado and toast. Um, the Winter Olympics, that's us too. And music and elevators. And bronze statues of commuters by bus stops. Those are all contributions from white people. But we also, there was also like, you know, things that happened in European history that are important scientifically. Very important. <laughs> yes, the but Greeks. But like you're supposed to like, 
Now, when, when I went to college, it absolutely was not right that they completely ignored other civilizations. I guess I could have taken African history, but it was mm -hmm. not a thing. Mm -hmm. um, so, yes, we needed to correct that. But as always, they overcorrect so much that now, yes, add the canon from Africa and Asia. But don't throw out stuff just because I'm so sorry Shakespeare was white, but he, you know, he... He's he, quite important. But he did write well. Yeah, he did. I, those stories, I mean, his plays, they're just unbelievable. And they're relevant today. Right. He had no stories. It just... <laughs> they just... He had plays and sonnets. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's, I, I don't know, it's all fucked up. But you're moving Everywhere. back to England, right? Trying to, yeah. Really? Yeah. How long have you been in the States? <clears throat> um, since 76. Holy fuck. That is a long... It's a long ass time. Well, it's a long time to be in one place and then move. No matter what the circumstances, I guess you're going home again. But boy, 76, that's your life. I mean, that's, a, that's your adult life. So I used to see you in the rainbow, you know. The rainbow. Yeah, I oh, did. I haven't been to the rainbow in years. I love the rainbow. Oh, wasn't it a cool place? To it was kind of like this. Yeah. Down and dirty, yeah. right? Yeah. It was. Uh, I remember going there with <laughs> Rick James <laughs> once, and it, remember it had it had the downstairs with the the restaurant and then and a bar, and then you went up. There was another level with a dance floor. Yes. And then above that, it had this place called the Crow's Nest. Yes. It was just like, it was almost comical the way it got, these rooms got smaller and, and smaller. And smaller as you went until up. Until there yeah. was one where, I think it was only like room for two people. Yeah, I, I, the Crow's was, Nest though, right. was where like Lennon used to hang. Oh, I mean, you could do anything there. And they did. <laughs> I yeah. seem to remember Rick yeah. James doing cocaine there. And I, listen, I, Rick James doing cocaine there. I was at, in Cedars. I had cancer. He was in the next room partying every night, and they threw him out of the hospital. I don't know what was wrong with him, why he was there, but they threw him out because of the partying. <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> that, that's, that's not easy to get thrown out of a hospital. He did. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think he was boning one of the nurses. They were twins, these nurses, and he was boning one of Come them. I mean, on. no, that is so out of a movie. Rick James was fucking the nurse at Cedars. I love Rick James even more now. Mm -hmm. That is so. I I would love to meet that nurse. I mean, like, I wonder what it was. What and what was he in for? I don't that know. we was able to be boning. Uh, I mean, it yeah. couldn't. It couldn't have been something. Uh, but what about the partying? I mean, literally partying. People were bringing in booze. There was music. <laughs> it was the whole nine yards. And I'm like, am I hallucinating? What the fuck is going on that here? That is too much. Yeah. I have to. I have to have some great director make that scene into a movie. Yeah. I don't know who's going to play Rick James, but I'll find the right person. <laughs> that is. And why were you were there for cancer? Yeah. But obviously you got rid of it. Yeah. Where was it? Not in the woman's place, was it? Oh fuck, it's been all over. It's It's been all over. I had it in my colon and then I had it in my breast. 
Oh no. Yeah. But you you don't have it now because you look you can you know not that this is medicine. Please don't misinterpret. But I've heard doctors say like they can tell a lot just by looking at you. Yeah, they can. They can. You really can. You can just see if someone yeah. looks healthy. You yeah. look very healthy. Thank you. You look great. Thank skinny you. like this, really. You look, I mean, like 20 years younger. Thank you. Now, what is that? How did you do that? Uh, through that fucking injection you that took everybody the, uh, takes. The Olympic? Sure, whatever it's called. <laughs> That's what I call it. Yeah. The Olympic. Sure. Um, you, but listen, see, when you have a weight problem and you've tried everything and then somebody says, take this injection right. and you're going to be skinny. I mean, I would never, but I'm crazy i'm mean, very paranoid about any foreign substances in my body i mean i would be more worried that the ozempic was going to give me cancer than it was going to prevent me from getting cancer from whatever it was helping me with but that's the thing about medicine and health you are always playing the odds always it's always, always. about the odds this is why i'm so resentful of the heavy hand of government and media, like in COVID, when they were telling us exactly, I get that we need to protect the population and blah, 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 and I'm willing to go a certain way with that, but, you know, just to be pr pronouncing things based on the science when, first of all, you got you guys got a lot of it wrong. Oh. You, and, and putting stuff into our bodies that's not been properly tested. Was Ozempic properly tested? It, they give it to uh, people with diabetes that's been taking it for years. Right. And the side effect is you lose weight. Oh, right. Because diabetes is caused by, usually by obesity. So obviously they're yeah. linked. So, I, I, but... What is the experience of being on it? Do you you don't you don't even know you're on it. You're just not hungry. You're not hungry, but the first, the, for me anyway, it's different for everybody. But for me, the first few weeks was fucking shit because you just throw up all the time and feel so <laughs> nauseous. Really? Yeah. That's their big secret. We made something that makes you throw up, and who so, knows? You lose weight. You know, oh my god! Goes, it goes, what it fucking goes. geniuses in the lab? After a couple of weeks, it goes. And then you're just fine. You feel nothing. And you're still not hungry. not hungry? No. And, but I've been off it for a while now. And I just... Oh, you're off it now? Yeah. But And you're still... And the hunger doesn't come back? No, not for me. Oh, that's great. But I think, you know, your stomach shrinks and you change. Right. I've been on it since um, December, but I came off a couple of months ago. Do you feel like you're slowly ramping back up with how much you eat? No. No? Not at all. So you, Not at all. Okay. Yeah. Ne usually I do. I'll give it, you know, a couple of weeks and then so, I'm like, fuck it, I'll have pasta. And you used to be a big eater? No, just I always had a weight problem. But not from overeating? No, just Jewish girl with, you know, big dad, big mom. Big bum. That's it. <laughs> big bad. Big yeah. dad, big well, mom, big bum. Well, it was just bum. my luck that when big bums come in, I don't fucking have one anymore. Isn't that amazing how that happened? I mean... My whole life I spent getting rid of my fucking bum, and now it's all I, in. I never lost my taste for... Because I was from the era. I mean, I was 12 years old in 1968 when I was first whacking off and thinking sexually. Who was the big model in 1968? Twiggy. 
Do you remember Twiggy? Do I remember Twiggy? I adored her. You Jean adored Shrimpton, Twi Jean Twiggy. Shrimpton. But Twiggy was the first model who was, I mean, before then, chicks were like these giant pie wagons with the asses you could serve drinks on and still have the room shelf. for a yeah. three-week. Yeah. You could put a TV on it. Right. And which is back. Yep. That's, you know, yeah. back in style. But that was not my era. So, like, of course, kids are always rebelling against what came before them. So my father's era was Marilyn Monroe and Jane Mansfield and those, mm -hmm. those you know, big ladies, mm -hmm. <laughs> the big caboose but, and the giant rack and the uh, hourglass. Marilyn wasn't big, though. She was tiny. Marilyn Monroe? Yeah, she was. She was tiny. But didn't she have big tits? Yeah. But you can have big tits and still be tiny. Yeah, I guess so. Small big tits. It's like yeah. jumbo shrimp. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, but she seemed to have a pretty big caboose, though, as I remember. Anyway, <laughs> it seemed to me, when I saw of her, she looked buxom. You know, she was like, again, but she was dead by the time I was like five or something. So I, she was not my era. Mm -hmm. And I thought she... I, I, <laughs> People have complained about this before. I like I I not I have no thing against Marilyn Monroe. I just when the subject comes up, I can't seem to help myself from ragging on her. But she just seemed like everything I don't like in a chick. I mean, she she just seemed pasty and stupid, and a pain in the ass. I I know she had a bad childhood and candle in the wind and blah blah blah. But it's like they cannot stop making movies about this chick, and I'm like. Was she that great? What was the, what was the big deal? I know she blew Kennedy, and then she's dead and blonde and. Well, she was meant to have blown the brother, and. But why does America have this like obsession with her? I mean, they just made one, by the way, Anna Diarmas. What an amazing performance! Yep. With no yes. accent. I know. I know. I was so impressed by that performance. Yeah. The movie, I mean. Was it really all that terrible? I get it. She had a rough time, but she must have had one good day. <laughs> I mean, Somewhere in there. That scene where she's blowing Kennedy. Did you see it? Mm-hmm. Holy shit. I mean, I don't know if that they made that up. I don't know. We don't know if that's what happened in the room when she was visiting Kennedy. But if it was, what an asshole Kennedy was. Do you think, though, that any president is any different? Yes. To women? Oh, of course. There's, oh, stop it. People, men, let's say, um, in the area you're talking about are very varied, and it's determined by the um, sort of level of their libido, libido. Some people have a high libido, Bill Clinton. John F. Kennedy, they're getting laid all the time, whether they're president or they're a plumber. They're going to be other people. Richard Nixon, I don't think he gave a shit about getting laid. He cared about power. He did not have a high libido. That's not what ran his life. Same with Ronald Reagan. He had mommy. He had a wife. Any guy who calls the wife mommy, you know there's trouble. <laughs> okay, I mean, incest porn is less sick than that. I think she was doing all the screwing, wasn't she? Nancy Reagan? Mm -hmm. uh, behind his back? Yeah. I never heard that. I, yeah. that. That's a bombshell because they were like, 
the epitome we thought, or they presented that of adoring. Remember that Please, look? Please, with her looking look at him. Gave? Please, yeah, just that looking. was so fucking fake. Give me really? a break. Come on. Do you think on. Nancy Reagan was fucking around when she was in the White House? Sure, and she was a with, bad with, actress looking at him the way she did. Well, Give me a break. We know she was a bad actress. That's for sure. Um, if you've seen Hellcats of the Navy. <laughs> but who was she fucking? Like some, like the Marine Guard or like... Uh, I heard she fucked Frank Sinatra. Sinatra. Yeah. Oh, come on. Why would Frank Sinatra want to fuck her? Because he could. And she was first lady, so he got off but on of that? Of course. Come really? on. You think Frank Sinatra was the kind of guy... Because there are guys like that. I've known some who really get off... On, they're not fucking the woman. They're fucking no. the fame. You got it they're exactly. The and you power. think Frank Sinatra was fucking the fame? He was at that point in his life. I mean, he. This is when he was must have been eighty. So he was in his sixties. He was married. The one marriage that lasted. Barbara. Barbara Marks, twenty-two years. But you know, the last twenty-two. <laughs> okay. The easy twenty-two. Yeah. Right. I mean, because. I think, listen, it's, it's, I think it's, it's not only the power, but he's fucking the guy too. I fucked your wife. You, so he was fucking Reagan. Or fucking him up. Well, I'm going to have to commit Harry Carey tonight, knowing that Nancy Reagan was unfaithful. This rocks my world. Oh, shush. Behave. <laughs> Come on. No, I'm fucking with you. But it, it, I mean, I find it fascinating, and you could be right. And I had heard that yeah. rumor, but I thought, oh, that's just the kind of thing, of course, they're going to say. But maybe you know something I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Was she fucking anybody else? Any other? Allegedly. Allegedly, wow. Mm. Wow. Well, I could see that. I mean, I don't think Ronnie, I mean, he was president only two months when he got shot. And he was never the same after he got no. shot. Um, and he was 70 already anyway. Mm -hmm. Not that that's that old, <laughs> because we're around that age, and so it's perfectly fine. But I think after you get shot, and... You know, uh, but don't you think it's different being 70 now than it was then? Somewhat. Yeah. I think they is. can. It is. Well, they didn't have Ozempic. They sure didn't. No, I mean, I think it is different, but I think people also exaggerate when they try to pretend that, you know, 70 is the new 50. And Oh, I said today, you know what, when people go they're 50, but they really, oh, God, I'm 30. It's the, you know, 50 is the new 30. 70 is just fucking 70. Every That's it. <laughs> you can, exactly. You can buy... Living right or being lucky with genetics or whatever, you can shave a few years mm -hmm. off what you mm -hmm. seem your actual number is. Mm -hmm. But we're all heading down the same same path. It's you can't fool it. You cannot. All you, all you can do is what you're doing. You're looking great for your age. You look younger than your age, and also. You're not afraid of your age. Not afraid. You Neither cannot. Am I. You cannot. You just have to fucking accept it, embrace it. Other things come with I it. I actually love this age more. It's my favorite age because I'm smarter than ever. The only bad thing about it is that I know there's a clock running on it. Like 
if I could freeze where my life is now, I would mm -hmm. more than I would at 35. Because I'm, I was a mess at 35, yeah. just a fucking mess. What were you doing? Were you married? Married. To Ozzy? On road, yeah. At 35? Yeah, I was married to him. Oh, you've been married a long time to that motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Known him since I was 18. 18? 18. Wow, he got your ass young. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. That, I got to say, that's something I will never know in my life to like have somebody who I was banging at 18. <laughs> he wasn't at 18. We oh. didn't get together until much oh. later off. But we used to see each 19. other because both in the same industry, you know, it wasn't that big in those days. And we, right. we would pass each other. and Right, because your father was a big mocker, right? Yeah. He managed all these bands and... Yeah. Boy, that must have not been an easy thing to say to him, like, I'm fucking the baddest of the bad and you're in the music industry. Mm -hmm. He wanted me to go out with a nice lawyer or, you know. Well, even if you went out with a rock star, not that one. Yeah. <laughs> not the one who eats the bird head. I think he would have preferred Neil Diamond or somebody. Of course. Oh, Neil Diamond. Can you imagine if you were Sharon Diamond? I would like to see that movie. Sharon Diamond, play me. <laughs> <laughs> Longfellow <me>. Serenade. <laughs> Can you imagine? You don't bring me flowers anymore. Remember that duet of with Barbara Streisand? Of course. What's the first thing that someone notices about you? In most cases, it's your face and more importantly, your skin. Unless you're still wearing a mask outside, then they notice that you're a moron. <laughs> Just a joke. It's time to put your best face forward. How do you do that? By adding in a skincare routine. It's not hard, you just don't have the right tools. Until now. Clinically proven to reduce wrinkles, fine lines, and signs of aging, Caldera Lab is the leader in men's skincare and is here to save the day. Get an exclusive discount at calderalab.com random to enjoy 20% off their best products. The skincare world is heavily female-driven. Guys are like, who cares about my skin? I'm buying dinner. But it's time to change all that. Not the dinner thing, that'll never change. Your skin. Luckily, men's skincare has never been easier with Caldera Lab and the Regimen. You have a great start to your day with the clean slate and the base layer. The good is your go-to the good is your go-to at night before bed. It's a serum that makes you look so young your wife will consider having sex with you again. But seriously, she won't. <laughs> Every drop of this serum, there are 3.4 million antioxidant units protecting your skin. That's so many antioxidants, it's like getting gang-banged by an entire field of blueberries. It takes less than a minute, morning and night, to help reduce your wrinkles, fine lines, and signs of aging. Get 20% off by going to calderalab.com slash random. That's 20% off by going to calderalab.com slash random. Jump into first impression royalty with Caldera Lab. Now that we're in the thick of summer, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals to support sunny, active days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. 
You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track reaching your goals. These factor meals are the perfect nutrition for your busy schedule. In fact, I sent a whole truckload to my picketing writers. Stick to your summer wellness goals with premium, ready-to-eat meals featuring high-quality ingredients such as broccolini, leeks, and asparagus. Treat yourself to more than 34 weekly restaurant-quality options like shrimp, risotto, green goddess chicken, and grilled steakhouse filet mignon, ready in just two minutes. With Factor, you can rest assured you're making a sustainable choice. This July, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Head to factormeals.com random50 and use code random50 to get 50% off. That's code random50 at factormeals.com random50 to get 50% off. So what do you, so you're married how many? Forty years? Forty-five? Oh no. We've been together as a couple for forty-three, married forty-one. I mean, there must be parts of that that are wonderful. The best and the fucking worst. Right. But right. life's that way. Yeah. And our life I, is, it's never been in the middle. It's been higher <laughs> than high and lower than low. Life is that way, but it has been my mission to try to just, in that the best and the worst equation, find a way to just get the best. <laughs> get to bed? <laughs> get the best. Oh. Get the best without the worst. You try, but because sometimes you can't help I what feel, happens. I feel like that's a bad bargain the best and the worst. But that's me and other people, many more people than the people like me make that choice because that's really what marriage is, the best and the worst. It is. And I can, I definitely understand that there is the best part that I am missing out on to a degree, but you know. What's the longest you've had a relationship for? What day is it? <laughs> no, I, um, five years. I was with someone from 1988 mm -hmm. to 1993. I was mid-30s. It was exactly the time, like, if you're going to get married, you should get married. Mm -hmm. And it was exactly the person I should have married. I mean, it proved to me... Do you still speak? Oh, yeah. Good. Oh, absolutely. That's good. Oh, yeah. No, we're... We're going to do anything for each other. I mean, I'm, I'm friends with almost every girl I ever knew. There's a couple who like, but it, it's not beefy, it's just like, you know, there's some girls who are just like, um, oh, I see. <laughs> you're, uh, you're not, you're never gonna like settle down and uh, I'm, I'm glad we found this out fairly early and no, I don't really need to like maintain a relationship with you. I don't hate you, but yeah, you didn't work out and like, now I'm with somebody else, and I'm not going to talk to you as an old boyfriend and fuck up my real relationship, you know. So there's sometimes that sure, happens. yeah. And that's fine, too. Yeah. Yeah. You don't yeah. Have to, not everybody you ever come in contact with and touches you do you have to stay in contact with forever. No, I said you that, don't. I said that to my scoutmaster, and I meant it. <laughs> no. Not your priest. Uh, my pr <laughs> I, I had, you know, I was raised Catholic. Get out of here. You didn't know that? No. Oh. Hmm. Mar is a very Irish name, you know. M-A-H-E-R is very is very Irish. And 
I, my middle name was supposed to be Aloysius. Doesn't get more Irish than that. Jesus. But we stopped going to church right before I was about to receive my... Mm -hmm. uh, How come you stopped? It's so interesting. When I made my religious documentary, Religious, that was... Which I've watched many oh, times. I'm, oh, good. I'm so glad. I still love... I was just having dinner with the director, Larry Charles, uh -huh. you know, recently. We might do a sequel. But um, the, my, my mother, it was a year before she died. She died in 2008, and this was 2007. I was like, I kind of knew, I better get mom on camera. But we were making the movie then anyway. And we got the permission from the old church where we used to go to, to film it at the church. I don't know who was doing PR for this church, but they're going to rot in hell. I'm telling you, I don't even believe in hell, but this idiot. To let me into the church mm -hmm. doing a movie about religion. And that's the, the first question I asked my mother. And it's, it's great. You know, when you work with someone, including your mother, because I was working with my mother, you get to places you wouldn't like if you weren't working with them. You just do. And I'd never said to her, asked her this before, but I said, you know, why did we stop going to church? Because she never went, because she's the Jew. <laughs> so but she, under the Jewish religion, you're a Jew. I always hate when people say that, because it's like, I don't have to live by your rules. That's your rule. I love the Jews, but I don't live by Jewish rules, okay? Your rule is... First of all, my mother was bare. She never set foot in the temple. She was not religious. I didn't even know I was Jewish until I was 13. This is the other question I had for her is, why didn't you tell me? Why did it just come mm -hmm. up one year at Christmas? And she had no answer for that, but she did tell me that the reason why we quit going to church is because a new pope came in and he was very conservative and he was very against birth control. And I wanted to say to her, I didn't even know you were fucking. Because, you know, your parents, yeah. they're not fucking, yeah. they fucked twice, yeah, me and my it. sister. <laughs> yeah. And it just, I mean, I was 50 years old and I was blown away. And it's my mother, somebody I should have known, but yeah. It's, it's weird because my mother, Irish through and through, and she was Catholic, and my father was Jewish, oh, Russian. Oh, so you're the opposite. Yeah. But you were raised Jewish. Yeah. Yeah, I think it would have gone easier for me if I had had that. I would have rather have <clears throat> been with the Jews because I think there wasn't as much guilt and, you know, that Catholic bullshit. I mean... I, I look. I'm not on Team Hebrew or <laughs> Team No. I'm an atheist, but I mean the Jews definitely are a religion that, in general, it it does not focus as much on the afterlife. It's not as much about scaring the shit out of you. No. It's not a, as much about devils and demons and bullshit like i mean there's certainly bullshit in it i've been to jerusalem they do a lot of crazy things there's a lot of crazy jews but generally for the rank and file jew and there's how many in the world 15 million it's a very small amount of people who have tiny tiny amount. to consider all the achievements for from a, a cadre of people that small is pretty amazing 
it is pretty amazing. Yeah. And that's why a lot of people think that, you know, when you get all the white supremacists, they rule the world, they do this. No, they just <laughs> are educated. Um, yes, white supremacists, who I think of as real right suprem white supremacists, are <laughs> never what I would think of as educated. No. I would think of them as rednecks, and I mean no disrespect to people whose necks are actually red. No, just, but they, yes, are, they are very right. ignorant people who live in a bubble, who... A, you know, conspiracy theory right. bullshit, and uh, they just are just so uneducated that they don't get the true facts. Know the facts first before right. you make your mind up. Do your research. Right. Don't just <clears throat> assume. And you know, it's um, it it always frustrates me. You know, and then if anything goes wrong in the world, oh, it's the Jews. The Jews bought fucking COVID. It is amazing the way the Jews <laughs> are just consistently the go-to. Yeah, and then there's Kanye and, that starts on the Jews, and then you get people right. on freeways <clears throat> on the 405 with right. swastikas and, yeah. you know, defacing all Jewish cemeteries. And it's like people like that who have a huge young following yes. are very dangerous when they spew out their opinion, yes. which is an uneducated viewpoint. No, and look, uh, it's not a competition which minority group has had it worse. We are allies of all the people who have been forever, whatever reason, uh, shit upon and uh, hunted and downtrodden and treated unfairly. But, it's, but, but in the last hundred years, I mean, there's nobody who's had it worse than the Jews. The Holocaust was in the 1940s, okay? <laughs> Were black people treated well in America? No, they weren't in the 1940s. And there is still racism today. But, but the there 19, is in every country. But six million people were hunted, rounded up, and murdered. But That's, not only Jews. They were traveling people, gay people, yes. people that had oh, disabilities. Yeah. So it wasn't just Jews. You had all of those on. Yes. So it's like, you know, it's, it's just when people go, my heritage, my legacy, this, that, the other, it's like, yeah, well, what about the Jews, mate? And do you know what somebody of color said to me? In England, a friend of mine, and I asked him because he's a lot younger, and I'm like, okay, what do, the, what do your people think of Jews? And he goes, they don't give a shit. And well, whose said, people are we talking about? This person you're talking to? He's about. a person of color. Oh, okay. Yeah, but English guy. Right. And I'm like, so it's when you say to people of color, well, yes, you've been persecuted, but how about being persecuted for 4,000 years? And you go, well, what about the Irish? What about yeah, the Scottish? It. You can go on and oh, on yeah. I and mean, on. I don't think people understand. My people, the Irish people, um, were subjugated by your people, the English. <laughs> hey, I'm half Irish. Give I me know, a break. I know. But it's like, it fucking with you, but people forget what, what happened to the I, Irish. I don't think people, I think people think of Ireland because it's right near England and uh, maybe they know that the northern part of it, Northern Ireland, is actually part of the United Kingdom. But they think of them together for good reason. They're very close together. But the Gaelic people in Ireland did not speak English mm -hmm. at all. So when the English 
conquered Ireland, they were conquering a country that was as different from England. Exactly. As many of the other countries they conquered in the world. But they stole their land. They tortured yes, its people. Yes, they treated the English very harshly. Well, the English treated the Irish May- despicably, and it went on for yeah, years yeah. and years and years. So, you know, again, it's not a competition. It isn't a competition. All, we're, all I'm ever saying is, let, let's be realistic. Let's be realistic and look at things with perspective. There's a lot of suffering and a lot of reasons for suffering. And racism is certainly America's number one worst crime, hands down. But there's other bad things, and other bad things have happened to people. And let's look forward. Let's, Let's acknowledge the past, but let's not dwell there. Yeah, you've got to move on. At some point, you've got to let it go. You have to. And and, the, but the thing is, that's a, a thing about learning from history, because you have to know the history to be able to change things. Yes. And that's why it's important that people understand about And acknowledge history. where we realistically are in the world yeah. now. It's different. 2023 is really quite different. It's, Even than 2003. So. You know, I know that as... A white person, I'm, I can't know as well as, of course not, uh, agreed. None of us can. But it doesn't mean we're not... Com- we're, we're, Compassionate, we're somehow, you want things also, to change. And also aware and have a yes. pair of eyes. Yes. I can see how the world has changed. Maybe not as well as you, but I can see it. And it's just, let's just acknowledge and move on from a point of realism, of where we are today. And, you know... How about a pat on the back, as opposed to lots of countries that never got over a lot of their uh, shit from their past, but America did. Huh. You know, America is able to change. Yeah. This like this irredeemably racist. Not irredeemably. No, it's not. Not irredeemably. It's not. It was horrific for way too long, but most people today in America are just not there. I mean, we have polling on this, like something like over ninety percent of people of both races want to live in a mixed-race neighborhood. That never happened when I was a kid. Well, I no. lived in a completely all-white town. See, was... I, I didn't. I, I was brought up in a, really? a town that, well, in, in a part of London that was full of Jamaican people and mm. African people, and it wow. was brilliant. Well, that's not the common experience of someone of your age in England, though. Yeah. People... I lived in an area called Brixton. Okay. And the immigrants used to right. sure. congregate there. That was their area. and But it was also a very artsy area. I bet you it was a lot more interesting. Oh, it was great. It was yeah, great. right. You know, there was the, a, a great vibe where I was brought up. But it was, you know, people used to go, you live in Brixton? Like, yeah, sure. I went to England, to London, for the first time in 1984 to do the Bob Monkhouse show. Oh. You know? I loved him. Okay, so tell people who he was, because you can tell it better than me. He was just a very, very great comic, but he was very well educated. So he had a show. He had a which, show, which, a variety show that went okay. on forever. Right. It was described to me as a combination of Johnny Carson and Ed Sullivan because it was kind of also a talk show. Mm-hmm. Because it he was. interviewed me yes, for like it was. 28 minutes. But it was a, a variety show of 
talk and right. then entertainment. Yeah, I was 28. It did not really go great. You know, I remember giving them like my, they were looking for young comics yeah. and, you know. But in 1984, I remember walking around London, like it was all white. It was all white. But you go outside of London that's, now, but, but now it's totally changed. It went from, I read this in Andrew Sullivan's column, it went from, in 50 years, it went from um, 86% white to 36% white. Now, this is not a complaint. See, if we were conservatives, this would be like a lament. Great. It's a fact. It's a fact. It's a fact. And, it's, and it's a happy fact. And I, if you can't just discuss don't, it. Just don't tell me we're living in a year we're not living in. We're living in the year when London is mostly people of color. Yes, it is. And I'm applauding it. Yep. Happy for you. Happy Listen, for it. Okay. But I'll, let's live in the year we're living in. It's, you go to Windsor, Windsor Castle, okay? And the town, of course, is called Windsor. And it used to be, when I was a kid, all English tea shops with China and everybody used to go right. there for afternoon tea. <laughs> and you'd go to Windsor Park and watch some polo. And now you go around there, there's no more fucking tea shops. Right. None of that. Right. It's Arabic restaurants. Right. It's Jamaican restaurants. Right. It's Chinese. It right. is a complete and utter melting and pot. And it's great. And it's great. It's great. And there's always going to be some people, and we can't hate them for it, who remember the tea shop, and that's their memories of their youth and where they first, like, fell in love or whatever. And so they're going to be nostalgic for it. Mm -hmm. And that you can't hate them because they're like, I don't recognize my country anymore. Because in the Brexit vote, there was a lot of that. People said that. People who lived in England their whole of life. Course. And of the, the old village green England's like. The traditional it, things and, have gone. Right. And, but we still have the royal family that is way too traditional. Right. It's way too. I love but, them, but you know, they're way too traditional. It needs to right. cut back now, on the my, shit. My message to those people is always. Sorry, but that's life on Earth. Things change. Nothing stays the Nothing same. Nothing stays and the if same. And if you, you gotta, stay the same, right. you're left behind. No, you don't have to like the change, but you can't just stand there in the middle of the street and go, stop, I am standing athwart change. It just doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. Change is going to come, mm -hmm. and it's going to roll over you. It's how you deal with it. That's right. You know, you can move. You'll have to, maybe. Yeah. You know, um, it's sad. Maybe it would be a better choice to try to adapt to what's new. But no, just because something is new doesn't mean it's, it's bad. It's good. No, but it's it or that it's bad. Or that it's or. bad, right? So it's you no, know you I mean, just ha you can't stop. When it. you're young, you think everything new is automatically better. Yeah, we didn't used to think men could get pregnant. No, that's stupid. <laughs> okay, that's oh, stupid. Oh, don't get me started. No, but I'm just saying, like, it's new. Yes, it's new. It's new thinking, you know? I mean, I could uh, start eating in the bathroom and shit in the kitchen, it'd be new. Well, it wouldn't make it better. It doesn't mean it's good. So I'm just saying, some things that are new are good, and some things that are new are, are just dumb because we haven't tried them out. I looked at this ad online, and it was for pregnancy pillows, those long pillows that women what? lie on, and they put their leg on, and they... 
Oh, it takes the pressure off their belly. belly. Oh, yeah. I see. And it was being modelled by a man. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, wait, hold on. Really? Yes, we know that's that certain hermaphrodites can get pregnant, and that's amazing. Well, that's not who they're talking about when they say pregnant men. They're talking about trans people. They're of course, about, but they can't fucking get pregnant. No, it's so, it's so, so silly. So why are we pretending? Oh, it's pretending. Because everything's pretending. And you, there was you know a, a guy no. in the paper the other day in the English newspapers, and he was breast trying to breastfeed a baby, and the baby <laughs> was on his nipple. But it's a fucking guy. <laughs> So what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? See, you need a show where you can talk like this. This the problem is that you were on CBS, the the, the old person's network of of, of detectives. Yes, yes. I always say to actors on the downslide, get out of there. Take your detective series like a man. And fucking get out. <laughs> there's no shame. In, there's no <laughs> shame in doing detective work on CBS. It's honest work. It should not be as denigrated. long as you know when to leave. I didn't. But, okay, but you were like, how could, I mean, I'm trying to think of how I would feel if I was like, oh my God, and it's noon, it's, it's or morning, you're taping, and it's like a bunch of politically correct people who you have to like tiptoe around. This is not you. No, it's you, not. You need this. I you, was. You need this, and it's better, and, it, and it's more real, better for you, because you, who you really are, is good and it shines through and it's just like it just it must have been just so exhausting was, my husband and my exhausting. kids used to say to me what the fuck are you doing that for you do not belong in daytime right and i knew it but i right. knew i could never get a nighttime show well yeah i don't know i mean who knows what could happen first of all everything is moving away from shows I mean, we're in a podcast. Could I do this on a show? No. Like a for, no, of course not. And I wouldn't want to put them in that position. I mean, I guess I could go into HBO tomorrow and say, I want to do the show, hi, from now on. And, you know, I just wouldn't. It's not that kind of show. And I, I love that show the most. But um, I think, I mean, Robert Kennedy was here. He's running for president. He was here like two weeks ago. And getting a respectable number. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's Robert Kennedy. Mm -hmm. And the idea that a candidate for president would sit down in a place like this with a guy smoking pot and they're swearing, but that's where the country is. We're not formal anymore. We're not pretending anymore. Trump broke all those barriers. Oh, oh. You know, he says pussy and motherfucker and he fucks around. He I mean, makes fun of invalids. Everything. There's no more, and America is just like, yeah, we're in our sweatpants at home. We're just not that kind of people anymore. So like this, that's, I think that's why I'm loving this podcast because it's like the, we've hit the bottom. <laughs> where there's like no, this is the ultimate where there's like no filters between how you actually really act and what we're putting out. Now there are on other podcasts. They're in the day. They've got the big penis mic in their fa in their face. You know, it's still headphones on. Yeah, headphones. On. It's a that's fine, but we're at the very ground floor here, <laughs> and that's what you need, I uh, think. Yeah, that's what you need. I mean, you, you should do a podcast for Club Random. I never 
ever felt comfortable sat at a fucking desk or a table or whatever. That's why they liked you, but they only saw like the percentage of it you could show. (laughs) You know? Which, which is which is a compliment to you because even with a percentage, it still worked. I mean, you were very successful in television. But you know, I feel like I feel like after you got canned at not the View, the Talk, the Talk, yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So I feel like after that, I like very soon after, I read in the tabloids, which I read every week, and I don't care who knows it. All these stories about like, oh, Sharon Osbourne's going to get her revenge because she's got this brewing and this brewing and this brewing and what happened to your revenge? I don't need to. Oh. Because I know about you, me. I know what I am. And so you don't want. You never wanted another show after that. Of course I did. But yeah, I, you should. Would you definitely touch me in this town. Are you fucking joking? That's so amazing. Because you did nothing. I did nothing. It's, I did nothing, and people so, know I did so nothing. It's so scary. Did you watch The Idol? The, the, of H- course. You did? Yeah. It was exactly what I thought it was, mm-hmm. which is entertaining. And, uh, you know, they're both entertaining stars, The Weeknd. And, I thought and The Weeknd, surprisingly, is a really good actor. He is a good actor. He really yeah, is. He pulled you in, yeah, and she's yeah. just beautiful. And a good actor. Yeah. 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 Lily Rose Depp. Yeah. I mean, it was, there's lots of quibbles. I hate fucking critics these days. Just watch it. Shut the fuck up, you know. It's not the movie I would have made. Yeah, because you can't make movies. But the person who can did, and you're watching it. So shut up. Did you know most of the shampoo out there that you're using is actually terrible for your scalp, stripping valuable oils and blocking the sebaceous glands? Not sure what those glands are, but they sure sound important. Regular shampoo has harsh chemicals and detergents that are literally wreaking havoc on your scalp, making it so bad that if your hair could talk, it would say, help, I'm being poisoned. Fortunately, now there are Neil naturopathic products with no harsh chemicals and detergents. Just 100% natural ingredients that provide nutrition and healing for the scalp, roots, and hair. I know, because I use it every time I wash my hair. And trust me, I save anything harsh for my lungs. Neil naturopathic products have been formulated by a holistic naturopath with 40 years experience and are made in small batches here in Los Angeles. Neil naturopathic has everything you've been looking for to make your hair grow stronger and healthier. Neil naturopathic shampoos, conditioners, hair, and scalp oils, along with their accessories, are a game changer and leader in raising the caliber of your hair health. You can find them at neilnaturopathic.com. That's N-E-I-L, naturopathic.com. And for Club Random fans, they have a 15% discount on your first order. Use code BILL15 and feed your scalp and hair. That's BILL15, really. I use it. I think it's doing pretty good. Check out neilnaturopathic.com. Do you like adventure? Check out Expedition Unknown, a podcast with Josh Gates from Discovery Channel. Josh Gates is a member of the Explorers Club and has a degree in archaeology. Panty dropper alert. 
On Expedition Unknown, he travels all over the world searching for lost cities, buried treasures, and the truth behind unsolved legends. From the remote jungles of Cambodia searching for a lost relic to the American Midwest to find the legendary loot of Jesse James, Gates wants to get to the bottom of these mysteries. Listen to Expedition Unknown wherever you get your podcasts. It's so funny, when I went to England that first time, there was two channels two television channels, and they had on like, you know, a documentary on Stonehenge or something. That was prime time. TV, yeah. Do you remember that? Of course, and then at 11 o'clock at night, somebody used to read chapters from the Bible, and they called it the epilogue, and they would say goodnight with a chapter from oh, the fucking Bible. my God. Yeah. London's off the hook now, though, right? Oh, it's wild. It's... It's like the most expensive city in the world, yeah. right? Plenty of Russians, isn't there? Everybody, Arabs, Russians, right. you name it. But everybody with money. Yeah, big time money. So like the common people, how do they fucking... I do not know, honestly, Bill, I do not know that everyday regular people, how they survive. I do not know. I don't know. I mean, this is a subject I've talked a lot about on real time and done editorials about, and I just don't, I, I, I don't know how we both live in a country where they take more than half my money, more than half, for many, many years. Mm -hmm. And I'm even okay with that if I thought it went In to, the right places. Well, how can you take more than half of my money and we still have this kind of income inequality? How can both those things be true? Mm -hmm. You take more than half, and we still have people in the streets, and still. Uh, but what about the, what about the state tax that we have to pay here? Well, and that's, there's that no infrastructure. Well, that contributes to why I'm paying more than half. It's yeah. it's 39 percent federal, 13 percent state, so we're already up to 51, mm -hmm. and then sales tax exactly. and fees and bullshit tax and fuck you tax and stop sign tax and whatever. Okay. How about when we leave here? We still have to pay tax. What do you mean? That's what I mean. <laughs> we still have to file here. We still have to pay tax here. It's, you're talking it's, about you're, this is coming up because you're moving to England, so you had to look into... No, that's, that's the law. California is taxing you after you leave the state? Mm -hmm. Yeah. They, not just me, everybody that does. Oh, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think they wrote a law just for you. That's actually in the Constitution. You can't do that. Okay. How can that possibly be constitutional? To tax... So oh, my God. Yeah. California is even worse than I thought. Yeah. They've really got you that by the balls. Really, that's really upsetting. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So when Prince... Harry and Meghan go back to England, mm -hmm. they will have to be paying state taxes to California? If they've lived here over a certain number of years. And what do you hear about that? I, it's just such a I mean, the fact situation. That, but isn't that what was the... See, you were like fired like a three ball in the corner pocket. You... It was a bank shot. You, you were just, it wasn't even what you said. It was what Piers Morgan said. 
Yeah. And then you... And I said he's got freedom of speech. Right. He's and, a journalist. Okay, now he's I'm outspoken. I'm remembering it. Yeah, and, and he's also, outspoken. And he's right. That's what he's paid to do. And he's right. And he knew Megan. Well, he saw... Okay, he saw... Uh, this is coming back to me. He saw the... Oprah. Oprah interview. Okay, Oprah. First of all, there's so much bullshit in that interview. Listen, listen okay. to this. I thought she was um, South American, and then people say you're being racist. I'm like, what the fuck is racist about somebody looking there from South America? I would never have guessed that. I would, I just... would have never thought that she was um, from California. Put it that they way. They look like the. I mean, they look like they so overplayed their hand as far as. You know, the victims and people please, just got sick of Please, it, please, the victims and I'm not well. And yeah, neither am I. I mean, I'm not fucking well. I, I, will, <laughs> <laughs> I will always um, give a little slack to Harry because he served in the military. Mm -hmm. You know, can you imagine a princeling of America? I mean, George Bush somehow won the 2004 election pretending that he uh, his service in the mm -hmm. uh, Texas National Guard was anything but a dodge. Somehow they switched things around, and John Kerry, who was a legitimate war hero, yes. somehow he was the asshole, and George Bush, who got favored in by his rich daddy into the National Guard. That's crazy, but... That's what happens to a princeling in America when there's a war. But this kid did go to Afghanistan. Yeah, and he, he did. did. He said he killed 25 Afghanis. Other than that, the wedding went off without a hitch. Oh, perfect. <laughs> it was beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. I'm, I'm, assume, <laughs> I'm hoping he's saying he said Afghanis, but I assume he means the Taliban. And I and he, I think he worked in a helicopter. Yeah. So he did. I think that means shooting people yeah. with bullets from the sky, which yeah, I get they're the bad guys, but they're in their pajamas and you have this gun that shoots like three thousand bullets a second and it's a little unfair. You know? They've got a Toyota pickup truck, that's their tank. Even and even so, the Russians tried. The Americans tried. They still didn't get it. What do you mean tried? The, the, to oh, take to it over. Oh, of and course. And the Taliban, well, oh. the Afghani oh. nation has won each time. How long were the course. Russians there for? Well, you know the great thing that the famous line from the Afghani says to the any of those Westerners who tried to take over, but it could be an American, you've got the watch, but we've got the time. Yeah. And that's really what it's about. It is. Yeah, we have the equipment, yeah. and they're like, yeah, we've seen this before. We can wait you out. Yeah. And they did. And, you know, girls are now in the situation they were before we got there. You know, it's the Taliban nice. are not big on girls' schools. They're not big on girls getting educated. And how liberals liberals can be on the wrong side of this issue is the biggest mind boggler for me. Like how you can somehow, when I criticize traditional Muslim societies for the way they engage in what you have to call gender apartheid, 
putting fucking bags over women's heads. You're actually putting a fucking bag over a chick's head, mm -hmm. but I'm the bad guy because mm -hmm. I'm pointing this out. You're the liberal and you're on the other side of this issue? Really? Because that's Islamophobic or whatever bullshit word you want to call it. Uh, really? I'm not the... Okay. That's when I knew they had lost their way, when they got that issue wrong after 9-11. That's, that's when it... Okay. Things have switched up now. But, I mean, but look at the appalling pictures that came when the Americans left. Exactly. I mean... I mean, there's a reason that, that the Afghan mothers were handing their babies to us as the planes left. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you give up your baby to a stranger as a plane is leaving, that's not a great advertisement. I wouldn't put that country. on the tourist poster. No. But it, it's, it's happened so many times that why everybody knew when they were leaving, so why not help the people that helped the Americans, all the Afghanis that helped the Americans? Why not? put them in the of front course. line to get out of the country, of and they course. just left them. No, it was, it was a, I mean, I'm sure they've gotten some out since, but look, what always happens, if you don't get them out right away, of course, then the new regime comes in, which and is the And after them. Of course. The first thing. The same thing happened in Vietnam. Exactly. You think when the North Vietnamese regular army arrived in um, Saigon, I, I mean Ho Chi Minh City, <laughs> but at the time, Saigon, yeah. do you think that they just were, oh, yeah, you helped the Americans during the war. Well, you know what? Let's agree to disagree. No. Bang. It was your head on a spike. Yeah. Huh. It, it's strange that, you know, the Democrats, Biden, look, I've said this. If it's him against Trump, I will vote for his head in a jar of blue liquid. I don't care if he's a thousand years old. Still better. But like, why pull out of Afghanistan, which is a gutsy move, and then do it wrong? What like, was the fucking hurry? What was the hurry that you couldn't take six months to plan it properly? And that's what I'm saying. That's, like, all, like, that's all you needed. That kind of shit bothers me and worries me more than ideology differences, you know? I get the ideology differences, but then there's just competency. Mm -hmm. Like whatever your politics are, you can't even just do it. It is, it, well, it was exactly the same if you look at footage of when America left Vietnam. Yes. The panic. Oh, absolutely. With the gates closed at the embassy oh, yes. and people Pun climbing over. Punching people. There's no people. difference to that, to what was happening at no. the airports. Punching people trying to get yeah. in the helicopter. Yeah. Yeah. It just is, it's so fucking heartbreaking. No, it's, exactly. I mean, I'm all for America conquering places and <laughs> enslaving their people and changing their religion. But when you leave, you gotta make a good exit. You know, otherwise you just look like a schmuck. But then again, hasn't history taught us something? Uh, it has taught some people something. Unfortunately, there's not those are not the people no. who then run the world. Mm -mm. But what are you saying? What, what are you saying? No, what, what is I mean history because you, you have learned from Vietnam. Oh, of course. No, America doesn't learn. Well, because America is a, a youth worshiping country, so it looks at at older people uh, and people who have wisdom. <laughs> 
They're the bad people because they know things. And knowing things can get in the way of your feelings. So, or uh, of trying to brainwash younger people. Right. Yes. Um, your kids are not, they never got that disease, though, because I talked to Jack here. No, he's, he's a yeah, good guy. Yeah, very level-headed. Yeah. Like very. none of that stupid millennial woke bullshit. Oh, God, no. No, no. no Plainly, you got no, through to him in there. No way. They, they have their and own Kelly opinions. And Kelly also. Yeah, you yeah. have your own opinions. You don't have to follow the masses. And the thing is, what I've always taught them is, there's nothing like debating. And you debate. Right. And as long as nothing is attached to hate. Right. It's fine. That's and always the way fine. it was in your family? Always. And really? it's not the way. It's... It's don't go with the masses if you don't want to, if that's what you definitely feel and, in your soul. But if you don't, then stick to your guns. And like when you were having like, you know, dinner together with the whole family, yeah. would issues come up like that? And there would be lively debates around the sure. dinner table? Oh, yeah. God, yeah, of course. And I think that people that have gone through a war, my parents went through a war. So I think that you are... Mine too. Yeah. Yeah. So you are grounded yeah and, and you have a perspective on how bad life on earth can get yes War. and my yeah. father lost a lot of his family sure so it's um you were brought up on on debating things so where are you living now if you move back to london right in the city no we we're outside of london we have a home that we've how always kept 35 minutes oh perfect yeah yeah like we're all the british Royal celebrities live, George Harrison. Wow, no, it's true. Like all of them have estates, estates outside of London. Outside of London, because yeah. you want to have access to the city if you want to go in there and yeah. you know, like take acid with your dentist or something. Um, <laughs> and uh, but you don't want to live right in the congested city. You want to because the English countryside is so beautiful. It the is beautiful. Rolling green hills and all that. Yeah. So where is this? This is on uh, Butford on Shits. <laughs> what Buck, is it? It's called Buckinghamshire. Buckinghamshire, uh, of yes. course it is. And as how, you guys say, Buckinghamshire. Go did on. how um, many centuries back does your castle go? Like uh, how when was this built? Twelfth century. Two hundred. Just two hundred. Yeah, I saw uh, some show with um, Jeremy Irons. Yeah. And his house, he lives, he bought a castle, a real castle, like from, you know, 1200. And the rooms, I mean, it's just so cool. And of course, you know, he's got it wired with modern, he's got his computer in there. Mm -hmm. It's not like, you know, yeah. but to be living in something that looks like that just is mind blowing. But you see, I find places like that are not comfortable for me. No, it's a drafty old fucking castle. Of course not. Yeah, I mean... We have central heat now, but I'm sure they did everything they oh, could sure, yeah. to make it... Yeah. <clears throat> I'm sure they have heat. But you look <clears throat> at Jeremy Irons, and that's where he belongs. That's... Do you know what I'm saying? He's that man. Well, you can't belong there unless you've gotten a lot of lolly from working, because that thing must not have been cheap. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's and a, to redo? To keep and, to, that and then the to upkeep. redo. Yes. Yeah. 
No, it's 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 definitely a a variation on being a baller, but it is it is baller. It's fucking castle. I mean, yeah. try to take a maiden in there and not get laid. Okay, I mean, just give her a glass of mead. <laughs> Have the jester come out. Oh, sure. A little, a little show. <laughs> do a little jousting, and I mean, it's funny when you think about. I'm getting this from movies and stuff, but like the way people like fucked and shit back then like there was a bucket by your bed and oh. you know there are very few books that you read from that time where they talk about the stink in the streets right and the way people stunk there are still cities in this world that stink i won't name names <laughs> no really but yeah yeah places can stink yeah i mean sanitation oh have you been to india I have not been to India. <laughs> as soon as you get out of the plane, shoom, shit. And it's like so oppressive with the, the condensation everywhere, the humidity and right. the smell of human shit. Oh, and, oh, yes. I mean, people still go into fields to fucking shit. Yes. Well, I mean, we've made, <laughs> if I can brighten the mood, we've made uh, great strides here <laughs> yes, at, at, the, yes. at the Klemberg uh, Academy. Uh, no, but the world has made great strides in getting uh, people to stop shitting in the street. Other the, than Los Angeles now. Because the, <laughs> there's a lot of people <laughs> well, be, shitting in the streets here. Picky. Um, yes, and San Francisco. Yes. Yes. Well, um, I, I, you call it shitting in the streets. I call it justice shitting. No, it's uh, it's wrong, but you know, uh, let's not uh, be judgmental about shitting in the street. But th there was up up until pretty much the end of the twentieth century a real problem with with about a billion people around the world shitting in the street regularly. That was you know public defecation was not unusual. We have greatly reduced that number of people shitting in the street. Mm -hmm. So if you just text the, the number on your phone there to our <laughs> charity, <laughs> like we, to make a donation. we would like to get the last few people who are shitting in the street to cut that shit out. No, um, it's, it, and that's the kind of thing I'm, I always say about progress. You know, people just, it just does not make news. I mean, that's actually a big story. Because it's, it's big, good news. Nobody it's, wants to read good news. Right. No, it, it doesn't I mean, sell papers. No, it really doesn't. And yet it should. They should They should have it a banner headline. Streets less full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Double page spread. <laughs> Smell disappearing <laughs> also. <laughs> you should, yeah, it should be in color, double page. But no. Um... I don't know why we got on to talking about that. Shitting but but, in the you're, but London is, London, I never read about a homeless problem in London. There are homeless, but nothing like here. But they're not on the streets. No, they're what? not. That, that, no, that? You can't. Because okay, you can't. Exactly. Because that is the decision of public officials. You cannot set up home in the street. You could sleep in the street, in the doorway. But you cannot take up home. No you cannot tent, put no a tent. No. That's no. where it all went wrong for us, right? Yeah. And when no you, cardboard this, boxes, right. nothing like, like that. It's the street. It's, it's again, the same principle as I was saying before about like 
the reverse of what liberalism really is. Liberalism is, for the sake of humanity and compassion, can we get these people off the streets? And woke is, how dare you ask them to move? This is their home. They have rights. No, it's not. We, there's got to be, there's easily a better solution to this. You know, get a barracks. They're not that expensive. Yeah. And people who don't, if you absolutely don't have a home, we will provide you with one. We will do our, our best to keep it secure. We'll have security guards. Mm -hmm. We'll keep the lights on. Whatever. It's not undoable. With the amount of money that they've had for oh it. And God. not done anything with it. But instead they put them in hotels? That's your answer? Hotels? Can you imagine what those hotels are like? Oh, I'm sure. Uh, we know. <clears throat> I mean, and it's, you know, this is where the uh, uh, Sanctuary City people got hoist by their own petard. You know, liberal states have said, we're, we believe in the concept of a sanctuary city. And then the, the states where the migrants were coming over the border, like Florida and Texas, they said, oh, okay, well, we'll send them to you then. And of course, they didn't like it. And it's just a good example of, could everybody just stop the posturing? Don't pretend that you love migrants so much, and then when we send them to you, you don't like them. You know? Mm -hmm. You're full of shit, mm -hmm. and we can see that. Yeah, you like them when it wasn't your problem because you're not a border state. <laughs> and then when they show up in Chicago and New York, you're like, what the fuck? fuck is what are we going to do with these people? Yeah. You know? And... There's got to be a solution to this that is compassionate. Is it, is it that hard to be compassionate without being an asshole? And the thing is, I would say 95% of immigrants want to work. They of course want they to do. work. They want to take care oh, of their family. We family. need immigrants. We always have. This is a nation of immigrants. They're the lifeblood of this country. It would be like stopping eating or something that nourishes you exactly. over time, but you have to do it. You don't like eat <laughs> 12 meals in one sitting, which would be like a million people showing up at the border at once. You do it in a, again, why can't Biden, why can't, the people, I get that the Republicans are not at all organized. That's not their thing. It's all about performance art and how you feel in your gut. And we love America, even though we're actually traitors to it in a lot of ways, but we love Russia, but we, somehow we love America. We don't believe in democracy, but we love America. I get it. It's all the flag and that bullshit. But Democrats were always supposed to be sort of the, well, we know how to make government work. And a lot of them did. Obama did. Hillary Clinton would have. They're wonky people. So when Biden got in, I was like, Really? I thought you were that kind of guy. But you didn't know how to pull out of Afghanistan. You can't seem to like get a thing going on the border that's compassionate but not stupid. You know, again, it's the competency worries me more than the ideology. Like it makes me think no matter what politics you people are, you're the same person who can't get anything done. done. A lot of promises, but nothing's done. It was as if because he said, I'm going to pull troops out of Afghanistan, first thing he does is pull troops out of Afghanistan with no planning. 
So what do you think your life's going to be like in London when you move back there? I mean, or, or wherever in um, Biff and Chipshire. Buckinghamshire. It's going to be very different to here. It's going to be yeah. very much I don't more. See you, I don't see you be happy just sitting at home. No, I, I never can. I, so what I are you going to do? I'm not that You're going to be I'm out there in the middle person. of nowhere. Where's your nearest neighbor? About 400 acres away. So what are you going to do? Like take the Jeep over to have a cup of tea? <laughs> You're going to get bored. I don't like neighbors. Okay, but like what are you going to do all day? Work. Work at what? Work from home. Do do my podcast. Do different things. Oh, do I'm, a podcast. I'm doing. Um, actually, I'm working on getting a museum for Aussie and Black Sabbath in their hometown of Birmingham, and oh. we're also going to make it a gig too. There'll be a gig attached to it, and also a school to teach kids how to play real instruments. Mm. What do they play now? They're not real. Computers. Oh right, right. So a museum. <laughs> yeah. A memorabilia, great, you know, a lot of, it's going to be very, very high tech. And do you think the impressionable mind of a six or seven-year-old <laughs> will be able to go to this museum dedicated to Ozzy Osbourne and But it's really all about music. It's uh, all about music. It's about people that came from nothing that made it worldwide. It's a dream. Right. They got out. They made it. And it's like yeah, but then the every... teaching people about music. The problem with that is And that... to have a gig attached so that there's a place for new talent to play. Because um, there's not many places like that anymore. I feel like too many people want to be musicians. I feel like we should discourage this, not encourage this. How can I feel you like say the kids. Well, it's easy to say, kids, you should have a dream. But it seems like for most kids, there's only one dream American Idol. I'm a rock star. I'm a model. You know, it's like, it's not, uh, I'm, I'm working for Doctors Without Borders now. I don't think that's their dream. But there, there are still. I I agree that it isn't a huge amount when you when you go down the list, but there are people that want to learn to play instruments, that want to learn how to write music. And you don't. So, what do you think of the music that's out today? Do you like any of it? Sure, I do. Yeah, me too. Yeah, sure, I do. People still make records that sound like <clears throat> records that could have been. A hit in our era, mm -hmm. like they could have been a hit. Whenever I hear a great one, The Weekend does when he. Great. I, I mean, I've heard his album. He's great. A lot of it is like not for me. And then when he gets his whole his, his hands on a hit single, yeah. it's like perfect. Yeah. And they sound like records that could be could have been a hit in the seventies. I love Bruno Mars. Yeah, he's too, he's good. Yeah. 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 So, and then there's lots of stuff that, like, I don't get the um, sort of depresso trend with a lot of the, you know, the Billy Irish, the Eilish, uh, the <laughs> Alana Del Rey, um, Demi Lovato. Um, it just, it's, it's like music to be depressed to, you know. Can you dance to depression? I, there's a, there's a, there's a subgenre of like very sort of low energy. 
low, down, happy, very down. But yet, but then you look at the Britney Spears and all of those Britney people. Britney Spears. Yeah. Well, she hasn't been around. No, she hasn't made a record. But oh. do you know how many people follow her? And she's happy doing her dances every day. Flipping yeah. her head around, tits yeah. out. <laughs> But isn't she a little crazy? I mean, isn't that really what's going on here? Is that like they? She's a victim. Oh my God. She is a victim. She's yeah, she a may be. Of yeah. a yeah, you're right. Pushy parents <clears throat> that pushed her out there as a kid. You're right. And I can remember. Okay. I can remember watching an interview of hers where she was saying that there was one Christmas, and they were in New York. She was at a Christmas play in New York when she was a kid. And her mum and her had rented some shithole apartments, and it was cold. And how she would spend her Christmas there, and her sister and brother were at home with the dad, having a jolly old piss up at home. <laughs> and she was there, the working one. Right. And when you, from when she was a baba, she was sent out there. You know, that's but, from but, the pushy stage mother. But don't you think? That at some point, the meaning of an adult is someone who says, "Okay, bad things have happened to me in the past, but I'm going to make a conscious decision on this day to just live in the present and not let the past define me and dictate how I am." Now, there's a limited ability to. But there's 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 <clears throat> a lot of people that are not like us that right. are strong. You're right. And fucking can deal like with us. it. You just you just have to fucking you're deal right. with it, you're totally and there right. are people that are too delicate mentally you're to right. deal with it. You're right. And she, unfortunately for right. her, and I feel that she is no, a victim. She's just a who. Um, she had a manager that kept fucking pushing no, that little girl right. out. She was doing <clears throat> fucking a talent show here. She did right. X Factor that was you a show from England. I tried. Yeah. There, there was um, <laughs> really. Yeah, I did. Um, she oh, wow. was on a talent show with an ear piece in, and the boyfriend, who was an agent, was telling her what to fucking say. Wow. Now well, I gotta say, I think that was probably a good decision. But you, you, <laughs> she needs the money that much. You need the commission, right. the manager pushing, pushing the parents. No, you're right. She's a Hooters waitress who had a. Big career happened to her, and it just—it—it's it, one of those. <clears throat> be careful what you help. wish for, because right, because it just wound up made her making her more unhappy than she would have been yeah. in her normal life as a Hooters waitress, right? Yeah. But she isn't she married now? Isn't that yeah, some source married. of stability? I—I I don't know. I is that a know. real marriage or is it? I don't know. I hope so for her, right. but I don't. I don't know. Right, it's her gym teacher or something, right? I don't know. Tra I've been trying to figure out. <laughs> I think they call them trainers now, but <laughs> yeah. to me, it's a yeah. gym teacher. Yeah. <laughs> Pull ups, Mar. I mean, yeah, it's the same it. shit. Yeah, jumping jack. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they get paid two hundred <laughs> bucks an hour, but it's the same shit. Do the rope. <laughs> squat. I can not fucking squat. Um, <laughs> Uh, okay. But yeah, but what do you think about Taylor Swift? What do you mean? What do I think about her in general? Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Taylor Swift. Well, I like Sparks Fly. Do you know that song? Mm -hmm. 
You do? My grandkids just love her. Okay. Um, I don't really get the uh, <laughs> phenomenon. Okay, that's probably just a worldwide, a generation, worldwide. Thing. But I give her a lot of props. I mean, yeah. she's obviously super. She's she's like Madonna, if Madonna wasn't like completely ice cold. Like Madonna is like, like what if if they need to like take out a tumor with like sub zero temperatures, they'll use Madonna. Well, she's it, she should be in the royal family. She's not huggy, kissy. Right, not at all. Taylor Swift is like super focused and businesslike. Yes. You, but I think you see a person there. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, do. Yeah, right. And she's just and, a and bright. And that's enough. Yeah, and very bright. And like totally like on at Professional. 30, yes, prof to say the least. And totally on top of her game at yeah. 33. Like, she is. And she's like, okay, this is not going to be like this forever. I'm not going to do this when I'm 50 probably, or maybe she will. Um, but like, I'm gonna do this show with like, I think it's like 44 songs in the show. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a lot of yeah, songs to be doing if you're 50 or 80 or whatever. So she's, I'm gonna do it now, re-recording all her old songs so she owns the, yeah. you know, she's very smart, savvy very, moves. Very, very smart, surrounded just, by great people. Right, I, and that she's, I don't know. she's just on her game. I just don't get the music. Okay. It's for it's, it's for it's a younger not. generation. And I, if she would do more like Sparks Fly, uh, <laughs> but I just the ones that are like anthemic to that generation, I just don't get what the thing is. I, and it's not it's not horrible. It's just like um, shake it off. I don't, I don't get why that why why I would listen to that if I could put on Crimson and Clover. I don't know. It's for <laughs> it's for it's for kids or paranoid. Yeah. Or war pigs. You know, um, Mr. Crowley, I would definitely put on before. But, you know, that's, you, I have <clears throat> no uh, bad feelings about Taylor Swift. I think I admire everything I do. she's done I as a admire. person. Yeah, but, and, the, but, and there are some, then there are some um, music artists who I, who are more contemporary, who I do get more uh, because I think they just, they do those kind of records that remind me of our era. Yeah. yeah. There are some records that I just find more timeless. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because, like, when I was a kid, late 60s, first starting to listen to music, my father's era was big band music. Totally different sound. Mm -hmm. I mean, Benny Goodman sounds as different from Cream, right? Yeah. As you could possibly be in the right in the whole spectrum of music, it's clarinet led. It's a big band orchestra. That was my father's Benny mm -hmm. Goodman and sure. yeah, of course jazz, Sinatra as the singer, right? Yeah, that's where he started. Yeah, of course, and that's where he. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So then rock and roll comes in. It's so different, and that was only you know over a course of. I mean, big band. Sixties. Yeah, big band music was still big in 1950 in the 50s. Yeah. But you go from when I was a kid till now, and other than rap, it's it's a lot closer, and there are still lots of people who are making the exact kind of music we listened to in the 60s. Whereas in the, in the 60s, no one was making big band music. No. Okay, but Maroon Five is not that different. No. Than 
fucking the classics yeah. four or some yeah. band that, you know, it's so that music that our generation embraced has had a lot more durability. It's the same as jazz. Same as jazz. Jazz will never go away. And it'll been, it'll never go away. But it'll never, never be huge. But it will always <laughs> be there. I was going to say, it'll it never will, go away and it'll never be good. But it would always <laughs> be there. There will always yes, be. Yes, so will fungus. But I, I, yes, I'm not a jazz fan. You're not? No. Are you? It's like, there's no hook. There's, I don't like it when it is too fusioned out. But when it's written and it's not just a bunch of guys up there just jamming. It's, it, you know who wound up doing, I think, right by jazz was Steely Dan. It, if it's incorporated into rock music where it's not playing lead, mm -hmm. it can be fantastic. Steely Dan found a way to do that. Not a lot of other, there was Chicago to a degree. Mm -hmm. I mean, Chicago was a, it's an amazing, amazing band, with, band with tons of great records. Yeah. One of those, one of those bands. Still working. I'm sure they are. Why wouldn't they? Yeah. Any, any band that can do an entire set, concert set of hits, they should. They deserve to be in a certain pantheon. Mm -hmm. You know, the Eagles. You know, they, yeah. there's, there's some of them. Paul McCartney could do eight shows between Good the name. Beatles and his solo work that were all. And and look at him at eighty. He looks fucking incredible. Yeah, I saw him recently. And, had the privilege of sitting down and chopping it up with him and he yeah he looks great obviously so happy in that marriage Ooh. i mean i said to her i said you have a real girlfriend vibe not a wife vibe <laughs> you know they really look like they're you know yeah and uh you know just not full of himself you know just happy to another Doing day, another day, yeah. another yeah. dime in the pinball machine. <laughs> yeah, I think he knows how blessed he is. Oh, and we, for having been the beneficiaries of that talent, I mean, I mean, his body of work is just beyond. I mean, and a lot. I think a lot of records that he made, lots of people are not aware of. He made so many great records oh, and in it, his. In His the, catalog of work is it must be right, but I think the I, biggest but I could probably there. make you. I don't know how much you got all the solo albums, but like I could probably make you a tape of uh, like twenty McCartney songs that you might not know of if you didn't like listen to all those solo mm -hmm. albums. And not not everything on all of them is great, but you can make like an amazing tape that yeah. of songs that were as good as all of his best stuff. Yeah. Like they could have been Beatles songs and he had a, an amazing, he has had an amazing run that I guess is still continuing. But yeah. I mean, how long can they go? I mean, is Ozzy gonna still get up on stage? And He wants to do one more show because yeah. it, he didn't end it the way he wanted it to end. Unfortunately, yeah. he got sick, and he says that he wants to say goodbye properly. That's great. And he wants to do one more. That's it. Good. He yeah. should. He deserves it. He does. He's put he, his he's, whole life in He's it. iconic for a reason. Yeah, it's Musically, his, it's not his, just the show. It's, but, yeah. Yeah, it's his, yeah. It's his lifeline. 
It's what he does. He says to me that it's the only thing in his life he's done right. Well, and that's, that's not true. That's he's not got true a great either. family. Yeah, but um, the... but he, he looks at himself like less than, unfortunately. A lot of stars do. Yeah. It's like yeah. they became stars because there was some hole that needed to be filled. Yeah. And at the end of the road, after they'd been giant stars, it still needs to be filled. Yeah. But you're the one who fills it. I hope. <laughs> All right, I got to pee. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not a spring chicken. I knew you were going to say that. I'm oh, not a Jesus spring chicken Christ. myself anymore. Oh, you're like my old man. Three times in the night gets up to piss. Club. How many times do you get up? Once. Oh. I, okay. I consider that a victory. It is. Club.